take the time to actually dream. Dream for yourself, for the future, for those around you, and give yourself the permission to not let perfectionism or the perception of others, as well as the tendency to people please, hold you back. Are you tired of feeling overwhelmed, burnt out, feeling stressed, pulled in every direction, constantly comparing yourself to other people, lacking in confidence, all while driving in the express lanes to make it to the next part of your day as you chug your second or third cup of coffee? Not to mention, you are the queen of long-winded to-do lists with an ambitious dream. If only you had more time in your day. Welcome to The Best Day Podcast the podcast to encourage your heart and speak life to your dreams. I'm your host, Haley, wife, mama, high school teacher, and encouragement blogger at Graceful and Free. For the last several years, I struggled to find a healthy work-life balance. I was overcommitted, refused to say no, and worked a lot, sacrificing my sleep and my joy just to hustle harder, all while feeling extremely stressed and overwhelmed. Then I became a mom and I knew something had to give. Through embracing a positive mindset, I have found balance, established boundaries to protect my peace so that I can live every day as the best version of myself. Here to embrace an intentional life, believing that the ordinary can be the extraordinary, and to make sure your heart knows that every day is truly capable of being the best day. Ready to have your best day as the best version of yourself? Well, friend, grab your iced coffee and let's get encouraged. You are listening to episode 138 of the Best Day Podcast. Hey friend, welcome to another episode of the Best Day Podcast. It's Haley and I am so excited for you to hear today's episode. This is a really, really fun conversation that I had with Shannon Talbot, really to bring you just some honest thoughts as we talk about living a more purposeful and fulfilling life, listening in as we talk about the challenges as working moms to truly stick with your identity, as well as value the importance and uncomfortableness of feedback, plus permission to dream and to chase goals and to go after the things you want, no matter how big or even how small that is. And so I'm really excited for you to listen in to this conversation. I'm excited for you to get to know Shannon Shannon is a former director in a big bank, former VP at an advertising agency, wife, mom of two young boys. She's been featured on CBC Radio and in today's Parent and Thrive Global. While Shannon for so long looked successful on paper, she didn't really feel successful and wasn't good at balancing work and home. I mean, is anyone? Nor was her stress or her anxiety well-managed. And with every new promotion she received, she continued to struggle with imposter syndrome as well as burnt out, all while trying to continuously prove her worth. It wasn't until her late 30s when she finally learned that by prioritizing her well-being, she could be even more successful, both at work and at home. And now Shannon is a speaker, an author, and a coach, and commits and devotes her time to working moms and helping others overcome self-doubt, achieve excellence, and really find that work-life balance, all while prioritizing your family and your own personal well-being. I'm so excited for you to get to know Shannon 
our hearts are very similarly aligned and I know you are going to feel really encouraged through this conversation as we just be honest and share our thoughts about all the things that we do as women, as working moms, as moms trying to balance it all, wear all the different hats and looking for the encouragement and the motivation along the way. So this will be an episode you definitely want to tune into and share with a friend because I feel pretty good that it's going to bless you. Welcome to the Best Day Podcast, Shannon. I am so excited to have you here and to hear you share your heart and your purpose and everything that brings you joy. So welcome. Thanks, Haley. It's so great to be here. This is going to be good. And I know that on the Best Day Podcast, we are very, very intentional with the messaging that we share, specifically with the purpose to encourage and to support you living your best life. And I cannot wait for you to share your story and the things that you do and the things that you emphasize within your life to really live with that purpose. And so please give a little bit of background about who you are and what brings you joy. Sure. So I think if I could share a quick story. So about five years ago, my oldest son had to spend 31 days in the hospital and it was just for his appendix. It was something super simple that turned awful. Um, and my husband and I took turns staying overnight. And that was the first time I was working in corporate. At the time, I was working in banking. And I'd, you know, moved my way up. I'd done really well and everything. I was good at my job. I worked with great people. But I found myself sitting in my son's hospital room after he fell asleep. And I asked myself three questions. And I said, are you happy? Are you healthy? And do you feel fulfilled? And my answers were, not really. And then I felt guilt, right? Then immediately I felt guilt for not feeling like I was happy, healthy, and fulfilled. And because on paper, I looked like everything, you know, I had it all. It lo everything looked so good. But I wasn't doing what lit me up. I didn't feel like there was a huge purpose behind the work I was doing. And so that started my journey. And I, I created one sentence a few months later working with a coach that said, I am a successful entrepreneur who helps women live healthier, happier, and more fulfilling lives. And at the time, I was like, I have no idea how the heck I'm going to do that, but that is what I'm going to do one year, maybe in 10 years from now. Uh, and so anyway, I, I ended up switching into advertising industry, which was a bit more creative and fun. Um, but still, you know, a couple years in, I still was in that same position. So about three years ago now, I left the corporate world and I started my speaking and coaching company to really help people chase their happy, as I like to say, and help them find what lifts them up and find brings them joy. And finally, for the first time, you know, in my career, I said, I truly feel lit up by what I do. And I feel that real big connection to having passion and purpose in my life. And so now I do speaking engagements across North America. I coach individuals. I coach groups. And then I just also wrote a book that came out in January this That's year. So exciting. Congratulations. That's <laughs> Thank a you. huge deal. So mm. big kudos to you for doing that. And I just love those three questions because I think it's something that we ask ourselves separately and not as a package deal. Like, okay, am I happy? 
yeah, I'm okay. Am I healthy? You know, here and there. And then am I fulfilled? And I think putting those questions together and not really freaking out with the response, but just saying, oh, okay. Hmm. Wow. (laughs) What can we do? What can we fix? What can we adjust right now in this moment? And that it's a process (laughs) and that you were like, okay, I'm on this journey, but (laughs) it might not be the next year. It might not be the year after that, but oh, wait, I figured it out. And I love that statement that you came up with because I think it's so important to have that why and that reason. It can be easy to get lost in what we think we should do, what's trending to do, but to stay grounded in your reason why is really cool. So thanks for sharing that. I'm excited about the book because that is definitely something that long-term goal I have on my heart that I've always had on my heart is to write a book, but that's about all I have in terms of what the book would be about. It's like, we'll write a book. And so I'm so inspired when I talk to people who've gone down that journey. And so just me being super curious, how was that process? It's funny. If anyone who's written a book's listening, they may have a different experience, but (laughs) I... I actually really enjoyed it. It was, this is going to sound really horrible, but it was easier than I thought it would be. There was grueling moments. The editing process, I did not enjoy. Reading my book, you know, 70 times, least favorite part of the process. But the actual writing of it, you know, I took my time. I have, I've had a habit in my past of burning out and doing too much at once and, you know, all that stuff and work-life balance goes out the window. So this time I was really deliberate and I wrote a bit every day uh, for about a year, around a year, just over a year. And I had a book coach who was also my editor who kept me on track and motivated me and gave me the, you know, confidence boost when I needed it, which was amazing. Um, And then, you know, the hardest part really was a couple of the stories I wanted to share. One in particular was about my family and I wanted their permission. And some people were like, you don't need their permission. But in my, I just felt I really did. I didn't want to put out anything that would upset anybody. Right. Um, that was their story, right? Right. <laughs> so I did, I had to ask my brother and my parents if I could include one of our stories um, that we don't really talk about as a family and that we're a bit embarrassed by. And they were okay with that. So between that and the editing, those were the hardest parts, but everything else was actually pretty fun. I love that. And I think that's cool because we so often associate these big tasks and these things that feel daunting as, oh, it's too much. There's no way I could do it. Or where do I begin? And I've shared this before on the podcast, but that was very much how this podcast started was just this thought of like, can I do this? Can I have a podcast? and teach and mom and do all these things. And, but when you're serious about something and you're passionate and you have a belief that there's a purpose in what you want to give, it's cool how you find a way. And just as you said, you wrote a little bit every day and you had somebody who encouraged you with your deadlines. And I think that's really cool because when it's the right thing, of course, there'll be obstacles. Of course, there'll be things that are really difficult to overcome, but there's just this different cadence to working on something that you're really leaping into with a passion and a purpose. Cause then you're like, you know what? I don't know how I'm continuing to do this because I've never been this consistent with anything in my life, but here we go. And so I think that's really, really cool. So 
I love that you shared that. And I know I'm excited to get my hands on the book. We recently just connected. And so I have not yet read it, but I, I'm excited because I know how easy it is to fall in that cycle of constantly doing all the things and having those questions and trying so hard to, you know, okay, like how can I walk in my purpose and how can I do so focusing on me and my identity and who I'm created to be and not getting caught up in trying to please everyone and not getting caught up into, you know, what people might think and what it might look like to others. And so I know that's also a lot of what you've had to walk through and work through. So I'm, I'm excited for you. I, I love cheering you on in this because this is so cool. <laughs> Thanks. Yeah. And it's funny that you say that. I actually have a chapter in my book called Ditch the Three Ps, which are perfectionism, people pleasing, and caring too much about perception, what others think. Um, so whole chapter in there about it and, you know, my own personal stories and stories of other women as well as it, you know, relates to those topics. Oh my goodness. I love that. Would you, could you give us a little, a little detail on that? Because I know definitely the me <laughs> and I know a lot of my listeners, we work so hard and trying to do all the things and maintain all of the identities, all the hats that we have that we rotate throughout the day. And we say we're not going to get bothered by these things. We say that I'm only going to focus on, you know, what I need to focus on. And despite pretending to not write down the list of everything that needs to be perfectly done (laughs) and doing all the things to please and appease everyone, right? We still fall in those traps. And so any little nuggets you can you can freely share with us as a little hey yeah, there's no, more I'm in the book to, of course yeah, I'm happy to share yeah, and funny. you know what I think um just to share a personal story and then I can give some tips too if you're interested but and it wasn't until I wrote this book that I think I really connected all the dots too so in a way this book was therapy for me as well um and I noticed that, so I got married in 2008, uh, which was an exciting year, like my dream wedding, like my husband's amazing, Um, got married. I went and did my MBA the same year, and so I took a leave of absence from work. I had worked and earned money since I was a child. Like I was always working. I babysat as soon as I could babysit. I worked all through high school. I just always worked. I always had my own money. And then I get married and I have to rely on my husband for his income. And I know a lot of people do that and that's totally okay. There's no judgment here. It was just for me, that was not something I'd ever experienced before and or thought I would. And I all of a sudden like reverted back to like a 1950s housewife where I was telling myself, I should be cooking. I should know how to sew. I don't like gardening and I should be doing it. And I put all this pressure on myself and my husband didn't care. He does more of the cooking. Like he, he happily cooks, he gardens, you know, he does all that stuff. But I was telling myself I had to be doing it. And then at work, I started to have people report into me. So I became a people manager and then it became, oh my gosh, I'm a people manager. I have to act a certain way. I have to be like this at work. And then when I became a mom, I was like, oh my gosh, I'm a mom now. I can't be ambitious. I like, 
oh, I shouldn't have my career be so important. I shouldn't travel for work anymore. All the things that lit me up, I started to tell myself, oh, I shouldn't be doing these things. And I started to hold pieces of myself back. And that's where the perception really came in because I was thinking, oh, I'm going to be perceived as not being how I should be. And I lost a bit of my authenticity. So that was a big one for me that it took me until I asked those three questions for me to really start to unravel and and overcome all of that. And then I think too, you know, just through work and life, perfectionism, you know, especially as women, we're raised to be perfect and not take risks and, you know, do all, you know, make things as good as we can. And so we spend a lot of time and energy you know, striving for perfection. In the book, I say, unless you are like dealing with a life or death and like career, unless it literally could mean life or death, perfectionism does not exist. And done is better than perfect, right? And just, we have to get better at being okay with, you know, and I think you talk about it quite a bit, like giving whatever your energy is that day and being okay with it, right? And not beating ourselves up. Yeah. And then the last part is the people pleasing, which kind of goes, it's all, they're all overlapped. And the people pleasing where, you know, we may have a full plate and somebody asks us to do something. And a lot about what I talk in the book is that's when our fears come in or our beliefs that, oh, I can't, if I say no, I'm disappointing somebody or I'll look like I'm letting somebody down or they won't like me is another big one, right? Like, oh, they won't like me. And we put other people's needs ahead of our own, especially as moms a lot of the time too. Um, And that's when we, you know, we may stop chasing our dreams or we may stop living our best life, whatever that looks like for us, right? And it's, yeah, we just, we have to be aware of when those three Ps are getting in the way of more, having more of what we want in our lives. Yeah, I love that. I think that's something that's so good to check in on with and, I love that you said done is better than perfect because that is probably one of the most frequently statements, frequent statements that I bring to my head in multiple situations. It's like done is better than perfect, whether that's in the classroom where I'm like, okay, all of these things have to be perfectly curated, the perfect notes and the perfect prep. And I need to perfectly know all of the information to say it right when it's like, you've been doing this, you, you got it. Like it might not be the best, but it will get the job done. And so in so many areas, right. I love reminding myself that done is better than perfect because don't we just want the task complete? Is it that what's the goal here? (laughs) Is it to accomplish it or is it to try to achieve something that really isn't going to produce, you know, significant fruit that will have additional impact. And so I love that you said that because yeah. that's definitely, only you know, Haley, when it's, if it's perfect, right? Like your <laughs> students have no clue, right? <laughs> no. They don't know what you're going to present that day or, you know, what that <laughs> thing's going to look like. It's only you that knows. Exactly. So we do it to ourselves. Exactly. And so I think that's really cool there. And I do also think just with perception, right? It can be, it can be a brutal world and people can be brutal. And it's interesting because I often see, you know, the trending videos that are communicating one message this way or one message that way. And it's like, okay, like, are you really trying to inspire someone? Or are you just trying to make other people question 
what they're doing and question their identity and to question their role. And one of my like biggest things is like, we all are so incredibly different and we all have very specific things that fill us up. And I'm sure, you know, coaching women, you see that all the time, but like every single person requires different buckets to be fulfilled, to have that end of the day satisfaction of like, okay, you know what? I feel really at peace today and this is why. And I think, you know, being confident in who we are and realizing that, you know what? I am me and I'm going to own it and I am not going to worry about And again, it's much easier said than done, but really staying in your lane and staying true to what makes you you and giving yourself that permission to say, I'm not going to worry about what works for other people because that works for them. And that's great. Yeah. I love that Haley. And just to share like success story, when I started showing up more authentically being more vulnerable, I'm still in the corporate world. My last job is when I decided, okay, this is it. I'm going to show up more like me, I I soared. Like I was picked as one of top three leaders in my company. I, you know, became a better mom and my kids noticed and were telling me, oh my gosh, you're less angry. You were angry all the time before. And my husband noticed and I was able to help out more at home because I had more energy because trying to be somebody else or spending so much time and energy worrying about what others think or if we're letting them down or all of that stuff is so draining. So when we can let a bit of it go and you can start small, right? Just start with something small. Once you start to let it go, it's so freeing and it just gives you so much more energy to do more of what you love. And that was the best part for me is when I finally, (laughs) took me a long time, I was in my late 30s, but when I finally realized that, it was really freeing. That's so great. I love that. And I think too, every single thought we have is is energy that we're consuming. And so it's like, why not we make sure we're consuming things that are going to move us forward and produce positive things as opposed to something that's going to make us think less than or hold us back. And so that's that's cool. And I like that you shared that. And I love also just the honesty and being authentic because that's one of my most important things that I want people to get from me. And I've been, you know, doing blogging and Instagramming since 2018. And that's been one of the more consistent feedback I've gotten from people. It's just like, you're authentic and genuine and we appreciate it. It's like, well, good. I don't know how else to be because it would feel weird. (laughs) It would feel very off because just as, you know, we were talking about like you were more present and less angry and, you know, giving more of yourself that was there already to begin with, you know, we can be more connected with empathy and compassion. And that's definitely something that I think everyone could use more of. And it's there. It's just, we're holding it back because we're so distracted by the lies of who we think we're supposed to be and trying to please the people that don't even matter. (laughs) And so I think it's cool too, when we can let go of these thoughts and really like, really focus in on, okay, what are these perceptions? What are these things that aren't even our labels, aren't even these things that we 
are putting on ourselves, but are coming from other people. And it's in the classroom with teaching high schoolers. One of my favorite things, and I don't do it every year in this activity, but I've done it in certain, you know, semesters where I'll give students, you know, a sticky note, whether it's the beginning of the semester, like write down something from last semester that you want to let go of something that's not true about you or something that you don't want to be you this semester and write it down on the sticky note and then go throw it away. And I love the power of that. And they're looking at me like, what is she doing? We just need to learn history. I'm like, oh no, you are here for history, encouragement, and thoughts. <laughs> Did you I not know that. You, what you, not that you signed up for it, but what you got put into here when they randomly assorted you into my class. Um, but yeah, I'm like doing that for us and doing that for these different things that we're carrying that we don't even realize and just writing it down, letting it go and getting rid of it. Yes. Love that. So perfectionism, perception and people pleasing. I chuck them at the door. (laughs) What would you say was the most important thing that you learned since putting everything out in a book? And as you mentioned, right, very therapeutic, which I resonate a lot with, because I think when you're constantly trying to pour things out of your heart to give to others, you learn a lot about yourself in the process, which is really cool. Um, I didn't realize that podcasting that I would become so like introspective over everything (laughs) and be processing everything like, hmm, okay, why am I doing this? What's the reason? So what would you say was the biggest lesson that you learned about yourself? Oh, it's not a good, well, it's, it's a lesson that still hangs over me Okay, and it's a hard one. So it's something that I'm working, I'm constantly working through. And it's funny because now as a coach, sometimes you feel like, oh, I have to have it all together and I have to have figured it out and you know, all this. And it's like, no, there's, we're still working through stuff too. And that's okay. And it's okay to, you know, share the messy as I like to say. So for me, I, I wrote a story about, um, the first time I received feedback at my first job out of university and my boss. So I was, um, a summer student. I was one of the only Spanish speakers on the team. So I was given a lot of responsibility really early I got to do a lot of really cool things for somebody my age. And my boss came to me in my performance review and said, how do you think things are going? And I was like, well, I think they're going really well. But I'm like, but how do you think they're going? And you being a teacher will appreciate this because he says, he then says, well, you know what? I'd give you a C. And I am a high achiever, you know, not, I wasn't a full straight A student, but I definitely was, you know, I was good at school. So a C was like a knife to my heart. And I, but I also was so shocked by it that I immediately felt tears come to my eyes. And I was like, no, 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 I can't, I'm not going to cry in front of my boss. So I left, I went and called my dad. I was so upset. My dad's like, well, you need to ask about it. Like, why did you, what? Like, what can you work on? Why did he give you a scene? And I'm like, I don't know. So I went back and this time I had some like points ready and I was like ready to have the conversation. And it was even more confusing because he didn't give me anything negative. It was all really great things. So I was very confused. But from that moment on, 
I have dreaded feedback. And it's hilarious because all of coworkers make fun of me. The day of, you know, performance reviews or whatever, I'll be almost sick to my stomach. I'll be so nervous. And they'd be like, why are you so nervous? I'm like, just like, what if it goes really wrong or really bad? And they're, they're saying, but then they should have told you by now. You know, you shouldn't wait until once a year and telling somebody. This is everything I've not liked about your performance in the last year. We have an interview in one day. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, exactly. Journal entry and dates. Yeah. yeah, exactly. And it was so funny. So, you know, I never had another, I had constructive cr- criticism and all that, but I never had a moment like my first performance review, but it impacted me for my 17 years in corporate. And then when it came to writing my book, I oh, I was like, okay, I really want to get a group of people to beta test it, you know, to, to read it um, while I'm still like finalizing it and get their feedback. And it, you know, same thing. I felt sick to my stomach. I sent it to five of my existing clients and five non-clients because I didn't want the bias or anything. So I had 10 people review it over the summer and I was away on vacation when they were reviewing it and I was so nervous and (laughs) I said to my coach, I said, it's going to ruin my vacation when I start to get their feedback. And he, so he said back to me, you're assuming it's all going to be bad feedback. I was like, oh yeah, well that's what I do. (laughs) That's what I do because that's, I don't know, I prepare myself for bad. Anyway, the feedback came in and I it was the best step I could have taken for my book. And I just think in general, right? Getting feedback from, again, trusted people who are the right people to ask, who will really like give you good, valuable feedback. It's so valuable. And it made my book so much better and also gave me the confidence to then be like, okay, yeah, my book's pretty darn good. I can go out and market the book now. Yeah, absolutely. And it was amazing just to have them along for the journey. So that was the biggest lesson I learned. Um, and that is one I'm still working on. <laughs> I love that. No, that's so valuable. And I think, you know, whether you're in corporate, whether you're, you know, teaching, whether you're home with your family all day, but getting that feedback and we can learn so much by other people and the people who interact with us and we think we might be doing something one way but it might not be how it comes across and so that's like a cool challenge that I'm gonna challenge myself with and listeners with too is just think on what you're doing and and where you're showing up in your day and is there a way to just do a quick little feedback of like, hey, like, you know, and my son's too, so I don't know how well his response would be, but <laughs> if I'm like, hey, like, you know, how was this? Was this okay? Like, how was, how did you feel in this situation? Did you feel safe or did you feel frustrated? You know, trying to kind of feel the energy that they're receiving. I know we do this occasionally in the classroom. Not all the teachers are fans of it because it's, you know, giving high schoolers a survey where they rate the things that they liked and the things they didn't. And if you could change something. And I remember one time I had a freshman that told me that their biggest criticism was I thought I was funny, but I was not. And it's okay. 
And the good thing about that kind of criticism is that I just laughed. I was like, well, of course, I'm teaching 14-year-olds and I'm trying everything I can to get you to react and pay attention. So yeah, of course, I, I will do very interesting things. Like I'm like, it's I'm not bothered by this, but it's funny because you put yourself out there and you're like, I feel like all of me is out for the world. Ooh, like, what do you think? And same as you're saying, like, it's still something you struggle with. It's still something I struggle with constantly. I'm like, here, I want listener feedback. I want this. And you're like, oh my gosh, please don't hurt my heart because I'm going to go cry. <laughs> yeah. And it's so much more personal, right? Like when it's your podcast or, you know, your own lesson you've planned, or, you know, like it's, it's personal and it's, it's, I find it's a bit harder to, to, to let it go. Like, obviously we do have to let it go. And the biggest lesson to remember is not everyone's going to like us and that is okay. And we should actually strive for that because, you know, if we're liked by everybody, then we're probably not showing up authentically or we're, we're catering our message to who we're talking to and things like that. Absolutely. You're not really true to you. <laughs> yeah. But yeah, no, that's great. Letting that go completely and just, you know, picking what you can from it to say, hey, yeah, like this is this is a good thing. This is something that, you know, I feel like I can use to move forward. And I think, too, when you look through those moments when you can actually stop and reflect and look at that insight from other people, there's always something really powerful to learn in the process and to, you know, go, okay what, what can I use to move forward? What can I use to just add to me to make things better or refine or, you know, just completely shake off if it's like, this does not, I don't think this, this applies here. <laughs> and, but giving yourself permission to do that. And so I like, I'm going to add one more P. I know your book is published, but I'm going to add permission <laughs> as a P to get rid of perfectionism and to just stay free from the perception and permission to stop people pleasing because yes, we don't need that. <laughs> yes. Permission to stop and permission to chase your dreams or chase your happy, right? I think as we get older, we're like, no, I have to be practical. I have bills to pay. I have to buy groceries. And, you know, we, we tell ourselves, oh no, I, I shouldn't chase that dream or that goal that's I know is going to excite me. Um, and give, you know, as long as you're being responsible, like, yeah, go for it. Give yourself permission. Do it. Yeah. I love that. And I love that because that's something, you know, as kids, you're always doing dream of this, you know, you have this big, epic, amazing imagination, and it takes you so many places. And then you grow up and you are inundated with all the real and the raw and the hard. And you stop dreaming as much because you get so stuck in the cycle of wake up, do this, go home, do go to bed, do, do all these things, which again, I'm always like, find the joy in those moments and make those moments so meaningful, but also just permission to dream to say, okay, you know, what are the parts of me? What are the parts of me that make me me, right? You know, motherhood, you know, being a wife, being a friend, you know, having a passion, having a career, whatever fills your you, whatever is that heart within you, 
kind of think of what's a dream for each thing. Like, what is that dream as you as a mom? What is that dream of you as a wife, as you as, you know, a business owner, whatever, but give yourself that permission to dream because then you realize little layers of you that might've been quiet, that you don't know are there because of all the other noise. And so love that permission to dream and to just see what if, like, what if we, we take a step towards that. And they don't have to be big dreams, right? You know, one of my dreams was being able to walk my kids either to or from school. Um, because in my work, I ha- hadn't been able to do that. So it was, yeah, it was a little thing, right? That it was, okay, I want to make time and plan so I can walk my kids to and from school or so I can eat dinner with them more and be present when I'm eating dinner, not checking my phone. And, you know, I think that's the other thing is to remember um, is dreams don't have to be big. Uh, they can be small ones too that do bring you joy on a more, you know, regular basis versus waiting for the big things. Yeah, no, I love that. I love that so much. And like really thinking through those moments and just as you're saying, like being able to be able to walk your kids to and from school, right? Because it's, you know, no matter if you are working in a corporate office or in a classroom or at home, trying to balance working from home, doing your own thing, balancing those hours, work-life balance is hard (laughs) because it's not just the physical boundary. It's the emotional boundary. It's the mental boundary. It's the to-do list in your head that you need to stop thinking about so you can be present and be in that moment, loving and serving and, and being you. And I love that. Just those little, little things of walking your kids to school. And we've been walking the dogs um, more recently outside. And, you know, now my son is old enough to where he can walk and run on his own. So it's like, okay, as long as he stays near me, I can easily handle one dog at a time on a leash. But it's even those moments of like, okay, like we're outside. Life feels different outside. It moves a little bit slower. You're not thinking as much. You're more present in the moment. And so, yeah, like dreaming little dreams, just those things that are going to spark the joy and finding little teeny tiny ways to bring them in your day. Not in a perfect sense, but just in a when I can, when I can get to it, this is going to be nice. Yes, I love that. When I can. So key. <laughs> I know. Cause it's like I'll, you know, habit track and come up with these thoughts in my planner for the week. But one of the things I've really have been trying to do and be better at is giving myself that permission of look at your planner as a learning tool and to see what didn't work last week and not feel the failure and not feel the oh my gosh. I was going to do all these things and it didn't happen, but okay, hmm, you were able to do this. You didn't get this done. So let's reassess for the next week, but not have the feeling of, oh my gosh, I'm failing. I can't, but just putting those things on there as, okay, I'm learning from it, but also those little teeny tiny dreams, right? Like go be outside, be present, do what's fun. One of my clients <laughs> just shared. Yeah, exactly. One of my clients just shared, you know, in January, I asked her, I said, what are, what are you most proud of from last year? And that's a big question, right? It's, it's hard. Question. And it took her time. <laughs> yeah. Took her time. And last year 
she came back from her second maternity leave, went back to work, um, and the work-life balance was really hard. Her confidence was lower because she'd been off work and all this stuff. And she's a super high achiever, and she came back with, I survived. And she's like, I was trying to think of all these big elaborate goals that I achieved. And she did. She hit like lots of really great things, but she goes, no, you know what I'm most proud of? I survived. I made it through one of the hardest years of my life and I did it. And I love that because I think sometimes too that we, you know, we do, we focus on what was that big thing you accomplished or whatever. And it's like, no, maybe you just did whatever you could with what you had and that brought you joy. Yeah. Yeah, I think that's so, so important. And that's, that resonates with me because you just threw that question out there. I was like, oh gosh, like, I don't even know what I'm the most proud of (laughs) of last year. But also like it was, you know, the hardest year for our family as well of all, you know, of life so far, we were dealt some heavy things last year. And yeah, that I'm like, okay, yes, you know what? You did it. (laughs) You survived it. You, you made it. (laughs) And so I think that too is, you know, definitely one of, my biggest messages on the podcast is, you know, it's the best day. And I, I, my hope is that people don't (laughs) think it's this toxic positivity thing. That's always my, like, please don't take it that way because the heart behind it all is that even in the hardest of situations, even on the day where you just wake up, and that kind of how personally was my day to day. It was just one thing after the, the another. And I was like, oh, we are struggling to find that happy, positive, you know, feeling today. But you just take a moment to just stop and ground yourself and focus on the things that fill you up and focus on the things that you're thankful for and recognize that, okay, yeah, these things are hard, but they're here. And I'm here and life is a beautiful thing. And even within all of those things that it can still be the best day and that you can still be that best version of yourself, whatever that is and whatever that means in that moment. I love that. I love that. Yeah. That you shared that about your client because that connected to me. (laughs) Oh, great. I'm so glad. (laughs) Well, Shannon. I love that. I love the best day. Yes. I again, I, it's, it's fun. I, I feel a lot of joy with it. So how can people get a hold of you and find you and learn more about obviously your book? I will link the book in the show notes so you can get your copy and we can read it along together. Awesome. Yes. I love that. Uh, so you can find me at shannontalbot.com. My book breaking free, stop holding back, start being you is available on Amazon. And then I'm also really active on LinkedIn, Shannon Talbot, and on Instagram, Shannon Talbot underscore coaching. Fantastic. And all of that will be linked in the show description with links to LinkedIn, links to your Instagram bio and all the fun stuff there. And so one last question, every guest on the Best Day podcast gets this question and it is very important. Your best day ever, what would that be? It would definitely be starting the day with my husband and boys and my dog, cuddles, cuddles with them, just make the best day, a hot cup of coffee. I have to start my day with a hot cup of coffee, cuddles, 
We live near the lake, so a walk along the beach would be glorious. Uh, doing what I love, whether that's speaking to an audience or coaching, you know, writing. Um, and then I'd have to say it would end with some karaoke. I have a karaoke <laughs> machine because I love karaoke and that brings me so much joy. Amazing. Okay. So now second question, because this, I have to ask, <laughs> what is your favorite karaoke song? So it's a funny one. It's Jesse's girl. Yes. Okay. Yeah. I, so I said that, that. that's my go-to. I, yeah, that's my go-to karaoke song. I love, <laughs> I love that. And what's so fun is, you know, for the guests that I've had on the podcast, there's a lot of similarities in our best days and it's always, you know, a slow morning and cuddles and it always involves coffee and outside. And so it's so fun because it's like this oh, wow. very common thing. And I, so I get excited asking it because I'm like, hmm, is this going to be the same or is it going to be different? <laughs> That's amazing. I yeah, love that. I love that. Well, Shannon, thank you so much for being here. I am so excited for everyone to just get to know you a little bit more as they explore all the things you have to share and your heart through your book. And thank you so much for just coming on to the podcast. Thanks so much for having me. It was a lot of fun. I had fun too. Thanks, Shannon. Have the best day. Well, wasn't that fun? I loved this conversation and it was such a cool way for me to end the day. I had a crazy day. As kind of mentioned in the episode when I was scheduled to record this with Shannon. And it was just one of those days where everything was all over the place. And I, in my mind was like, I don't really know if this is going to happen. Meaning I don't know if I can get everything where it needs to be to be able to sit down and be here fully present for a podcast interview. And goodness gracious, I am so glad that I did because talking to Shannon just gave me life and it gave me more purpose and I felt more fulfilled in myself and my own identity. And I hope that you felt that while listening to this episode. And I would love for you to check out her book. It is available on Amazon. I will put that link in the show description as well as the link to her LinkedIn if you're active over there, as well as her Instagram. And I'm so excited for us to come back together next week for another episode of the podcast. Until then, friend, have the absolute best day. Thanks for listening to another episode of the Best Day Podcast. Looking for more? Be sure to subscribe to never miss an episode and have guaranteed inspiration delivered to you weekly. Looking for an accountability group focused on encouragement, positive mindset, and intentional living? Come join the Best Day Facebook group or connect with us over on Instagram at the Best Day Podcast. And remember, your voice matters. Your presence matters. You are valued and your life is a treasure. You are absolutely capable of living your best life every single day in grace and freedom. Until next time, have the best day, friend.